0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Did somebody say playoffs? The NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing and our partners at betonline have you covered so take full advantage of sports being back and get in on the action with hundreds of odds futures and props for you to bet on and there is always the online casino as well it never closes so head to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit again That's betonline.ag, and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. The number one podcast network For professionals. Welcome back to another episode of the ISO with myself, Dan Dickow, and SB Live Sports on the Believe Podcast Network. We bring you conversations with experts in the field of sports. They could be coaches, could be players, broadcasters, executives. Today we've got somebody from the Portland, Oregon area. Someone who is a high-level basketball trainer, and when I use the word of the phrase basketball trainer, there can be a number of different thoughts that come to mind, a number of different connotations, but this guy, to me, uh, stands out from a lot of people because he not only puts you through workouts, he tries to teach you the game, which unfortunately isn't always the case with trainers this day and age. So. I want to welcome a friend of mine, Bino Memory, out of the Portland area with Hoop Dreams Basketball.
0: Bino, how goes life for you? Life is, is I say, stupendous right now. I'm trying to find the silver lining in uh, what's going on right now. So life's good.
1: Well, great to hear that you and and your loved ones are safe. They're you're healthy. Um, as I mentioned in the intro, you're somebody who kind of looks at the game of basketball a little bit differently than most trainers and what I've really noticed and recognized from a lot of the social media posts and activity that you have over the last you know three four months since the the coronavirus pandemic has hit and people aren't able to get into the gym in large groups is you've really tried to impact the game and people that you're connected to with the game on the the basketball IQ side something that quite frankly a lot of trainers miss out on these day and age where did you come up with that idea and 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 how have you enjoyed it
0: um the way I came up with the ideas is I sat when the pandemic hit for roughly two weeks just myself in a like what do I do right now what what am I going to do I can't get around players that's the lifeline of um what I do um and so it's like a light bulb came on and I go, okay, we could teach basketball IQ here and here's an opportunity that a lot of players aren't going to be able to get in the gym like they were before. But I think that's kind of like the the yin and the yang or the tough part about it is that because players are in the gym so much work on their skills, they're not even trying to study the IQ portion of it. So that was a way I felt, felt like I could impact the game and still primarily help the players that I worked with but I can't be there for them. So I tried to send out as much information like that that I could um, that's free at this point because I couldn't go out and do what I could do. So I still wanted to be able to help during this time.
1: You know, there are so many resources out there as compared to... Uh, and I hate to date ourselves, you're a tiny bit older than I am, but I graduated Prairie High School 97 in Vancouver. You were slightly before me in the Portland area. But
0: 95. <laughs> 95. Was it Cleveland? Cleveland, yeah. I went Jeff first two years and Cleveland last two.
1: All right. So, and anybody on the national stage that's listening to this, Jefferson is a national power, one of the best basketball programs on, on the West Coast. But when we were coming up, there weren't resources. You had to go get in the gym. You had to work with older guys. When you look at all the resources that are available and out there and you are trying to help impact, where do you get a lot of your information? Who do you look to to kind of help guide some of your
0: thoughts? Um, And there is so much information out there. And I think that's that helped our era, um, Dan, because it made us a little more hungry that it wasn't readily available. There's so much information available. Kids just want to go on Instagram, YouTube podcast like we're doing right now. But for me, um lately, I've been looking at a little bit of stuff that Mike Procorpio has been doing. And his kind of mantra is dominate simple. It goes in alignment with what I believe. Um, There's a guy named bball breakdown that's on YouTube. I mean, there's nobody just exactly I just I pick from so many different people. Sometimes I might pick what not to do, um, and probably the number one thing I pick is, is watching games. I watch a lot of games. I stop on my pause. Um, I'll be sitting there watching. I'll, I'll rewind. Like, oh, I gotta, I gotta write that down. What he just said. Um, so that's probably my number one thing is is looking at games.
1: You know, you mentioned the name Mike Procopio. He is a a guy that I've uh, had a chance to work with a, a few times during the course of my career. He's player development director of the Dallas Mavericks. And I love his message because you're exactly right. It's dominate the simple. And too many trainers, too many coaches, instead of simplifying things and mastering the basics, whether it's a trainer, they'll throw eight separate cone drills into one layup finish, or a coach will try to uh, have five different kind of uh, misdirections going into just getting a simple entry. Where is it that you came up with, hey, you know what? Let's just get back to the basics and make it simple.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's uh, how I came into the game. Like, I'm thinking right now, just back to our time, Dan, if they would have had those type of drills like that where we developed, I, pro- I probably would have not been able to play basketball. I would have just kept playing baseball. Um, the fact that when I started working with guys, it was like, hey, you got one move, build a counter to that. And then you just kind of stayed in there you were one of the first guys I saw that had a little bit of extra package in there. And I'm like, okay, well you, you can in and out cross in between the legs and stuff, you know, um, cause you're doing all the pistol peat drills and stuff, but that's the way I've always saw the game. Um, you kind of learn the fundamentals and then you, you grow up and that's where you get a chance to do what I call the razzle dazzle. And that's, what's happening now. It's, um, it's almost confusing to me to look at. I see some people, Hey, are you going to do the carry crossover, gather, step, drop, step? I said, I gotta back up like I must not know enough about basketball because you've just confused me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is it is
1: so true. Master the basics, kind of uh get the simple steps, and then you can progress. Now I know that in any in any career, arc of a career as a player, as a coach, um you kind of have to, to bide your time. You gotta go through the process. One of your good friends, Ime Udoka, is somebody that I also know well. Um, He bided his time as a player, and when he got his true chance, he made the most of it. Now he looks like he's on the cusp of being uh, one of the next surefire, can't miss head coach prospects in the NBA. Um, And we'll get to a little bit about the other guys in the Portland area, but I know you're good friends with Ime. When you sit back and look at the career path and trajectory that he has – how much pride do you have knowing that you spent a lot of nights and days in the gym working with him on both of your guys' skill and craft?
0: Uh, a lot of pride, a lot, a lot of significant amount of pride. I mean, that's outside. I think you know how we feel about Portland, Oregon. Um, but then just to see one of your best friends who in the trenches, and, I mean, he made tours ACL twice. Um, you know, the first time he did, he came back in two and a half months, which is like unheard of to playing at Pro-Am. Uh, and then, you know, he redoes it again when he goes to the, that was IBL. But, um, we're from Portland, Oregon, man. Like we're not from New York. We're not from LA and to see somebody that we went and did what I called a blueprint, you know, you do stuff the right way and you see it pan out. Um, and now he's coached on the Olympics, uh, you know, team USA with Popovich. Uh, uh here he is doing the stuff again, They're probably going to be named a head coach for one of these teams once this kind of season gets uh, over here in the bubble. And his name's been thrown around here the last probably three years. But I know you know he made um, his work ethic unmatched, uh, at least at the time when we were coming up. You know, I felt like I was a really hard worker. He always took it a step further. You know, we're seniors. He stops eating pork and red meat. And who does that? Like. None of us did. <laughs> we still did. We you know, ate our snacks and Popeyes and stuff. But um, to see somebody from our small community impacting the world globally um, and being talked about, um, it also goes to show if you do the right thing, it doesn't matter. Um, you'll be talked about. You'll get a chance to to do it with the big boys.
1: Yeah, he's definitely uh, had a terrific ascension. Uh, as a player, as a coach, and I'm looking forward to seeing him get that first crack, that opportunity, and making the most of it.
0: Yep. So oh, obviously, we know. Hold on, not to go too far ahead. Just I, I, I want people to hear this too. And for you, you get a laugh out of this. When E-May was coaching with us, um, well, he I wouldn't even call him coach. He was kind of helping with us with I5 Elite with AAU. Um, something, an issue would happen with a player, and then he go. Hey man go talk to Bino he's the coach I'm not no coach so, 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 so mark that down that's what he would always say hey I'm not a coach man go talk to Bino get, get away from me uh
1: I you know what's funny is I could I could picture that um wow. but obviously I was I was in the coaching world right when he started getting his foot in the door with the Spurs and he's absolutely taking it and run with it I'm no longer in the coaching world and I'm quite frankly I'm glad I don't yeah. have to stay up late nights and break so down film and, and worry about a missed shot or a turnover or a missed defensive rotation. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, that's fun, fun progression. Great little tidbit there. Now you mentioned that I five elite program that, that a few years back was one of the premier uh, AAU programs on the West coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've kind of taken a step back from that and just focused on the training side. You as a trainer, I'm sure, get a lot of questions from parents and from, from kids and maybe some high school coaches. How do you kind of walk that delicate line uh, between all of those? Because um, everybody has their own interests in mind first. Um, and they kind of look at it from their lens, but you as a trainer, that's not trying to affiliate yourself with any team and get guys to pay fees and on both teams and, and training. Um, how do you balance that kind of dynamic?
0: Well, one thing is i I feel like I've been in all of those roles. Um, I'm a father, I don't know how many people know it, but I got a, I have an 18 year old daughter that's about to take off to college, um, here up at, uh, Edmonds play volleyball. And then I have a seven year old son, so I can see and understand things from the parents perspective. I've also coached and ran an AAU program for like 15 years. Um, and then from the basketball development piece, you know, as a player, I feel like I can see it from that angle, but, um, I try to keep my message the same all the way through all those. And I think that when coaches, parents, players see that you have just one message, you don't alternate it based on this affiliation and that, that they're going to post your picture on this social media thing to give you a pub and none of that moves the needle or even money. Uh, you just keep the, your message central. Um, and over time, It doesn't happen right away because people are going to say what they're going to say. It's once they see like, wow, he's not going nowhere and his message has remained the same. I think that's where you build credibility and are able to impact uh, the community.
1: Being in that Portland area and you haven't been a big part of it over the last 15, 20 years, kind of in the the current role of, uh, you could say, mentor, trainer, coach. Um, You've had a chance to work with some really good players. Is there any one guy over the last little bit that's really stood out to you that has kind of the total package that you could see being the beacon for Portland basketball?
0: For like uh, that's coming up right now? No, just
1: maybe in the last five, six, seven, eight years of your your time working with players.
0: Wow. Well, this, um, you know, I always mention his name a lot. Uh, One person that I do, I don't know how many people think about this, but I think Nigel Williams-Goss Just kind of what, him being from our area, represent. I mean, he's right now, kind of in a similar fashion of Ime, which I think this bubble situation is good for him. Is you still trying to to stick on, to hang on, to to gain your traction? And he's somebody like that that I believe, with such a high basketball IQ, you know, um, and how skilled he is, and he's played always against the best. It's only going to be a matter of time to just get your opportunity and to to stick on and not be in this kind of try to hang on role uh, because I know what, what type of player he is, what he stands for. Um, but, I mean, we got some younger talent that's coming up right now that can have a chance. Um, but no matter if it's old players or young players that are around now, the blueprint sustains so still to do the right thing. And I think it's tough for players in this era because of social media and stuff. And, like, uh, I, I just posted your thing today on my social media, the little tweet you did. But there's a huge elephant in the room and nobody's talking about it. It's a purple elephant and it's, uh, people are bypassing learning how to work hard and challenging themselves for pictures and videos and whatnot. Um, and then they're confused when they don't get the offers or they don't develop the way they want to develop. Um, so yeah, I hope that didn't ramble on too long, but it's tough right now in today's day and age. Um, to get the message across right now for some of these players. But I think that Nigel has a chance to to be that. Um, Not saying any names, but there's some players that's coming up. Uh, Well, I mean, Ben Gregg is a talent. You got the kid, Nathan Biddle. He's not from the city, but he's from down in uh, Crater. I think it's near Klamath Falls. Um, You got Mookie, who's, you know, he's just named number five player in the nation. Uh, Marquise Cook, for freshman age. Uh, so, you know, who knows with that, but I say Nigel just because he's, he's going through the path. He was an All-American like yourself, uh, took the team to the national championship, won not war finalists, drafted, but had to cut his teeth over the EuroLeague overseas. So um, if somebody wants to see a player that's doing it the right way, Nigel is that player.
1: Yeah, I'm, I've gotten to know him a little bit uh, over the last couple of years when he spent time at Gonzaga and, as you mentioned, got them to a national title game. Uh, and I'm pulling for him. I think he's got a chance, and I, and I love and appreciate his approach. His approach is something to me that reminds me of a lot of guys in what I consider the golden era of Portland area basketball. Uh, Seattle's overtaken Portland over the last – Maybe fifteen years or so, and a lot of it has to do with Jamal Crawford and his giving back to the Seattle basketball community.
0: Heck yeah.
1: Portland, kind of in the in the '90s, was really where it was at. You look at um, Terrell Brandon, you look at Damon Stoudemire, um, guys like that that really kind of paved the way for a guy like myself, guy like Eme Udoka, uh, Richie Fromm, who's from the area. When you look back at, at that era of basketball, and I know you were you're you were growing up at the same period and you saw a lot of it. What stands out to you about any of those guys that I just mentioned?
0: Um, Well, man, it's like you said that the Damons and the Terrells and then, I mean, obviously there's a whole nother layer of players. that's not like big names like that, that we know, you know, like Aaron Cowan and uh, Kenny Warren, Kanan Chapman, a lot of those different guys that would, uh, give the blueprint back to the community. The thing that you're talking about that Jamal Crawford does is he gets himself entrenched in the community, even though he's making tons of money and he's he's all over the place playing, you know, long-extended NBA career, very impactful, but uh, he impacts his community. And, I mean, I just to be quite frank, we got some players that's around right now. I think that need we, we need to have them come back in the community. It doesn't mean you got to stay here all the time, but, you know, you wouldn't be who you are, Dan, if when you was with the Blazers or the Hornets and all these different Celtics and you didn't come back and run a camp here. Just be visible, play some, you know, open gym, some pro am. Uh, you gotta the kids gotta be able to touch you. I know from us coming up to to see Damon at the Salvation Army playing in pro-am and to see him at some open gyms and the workouts and different things. It makes it look realistic that you can do it um, and plant the seed. So I ain't trying to make ruffling feathers, but we we need our pillars, the players that have made it out of the community to come back into the community. Doesn't mean you got to do a whole bunch of stuff, but they got to see you. They got to be able to touch. You. And I think that's a great thing that Nate, Jamal, um, Isaiah Thomas, there's all those guys up there in Seattle that they're really prideful about their city and, and to make sure we keep this connection. They don't talk about the I-5 challenge no more um, because you remember when they used to do that game. When it was the Portland guys against the Seattle guys, it wasn't no big rah rahs. It'd be in a gym where there wouldn't be that many people in there, you know, just a few fans that knew about it. And it was the real Portland players that were pros and collegiate guys, and the real Seattle guys. But if we did that now, it, it wouldn't be good because I think those guys play with that grit and what what, what me and Kendrick called the art and the passion, just the essence of basketball. You can't get away from what is the blueprint of it, um, and we didn't have social media. We didn't have all these videos and things that could have um, took our ego and, and different stuff and distorted the per reality and perception. So I'm sorry that technology got better for this era, but you know our technology was better for us than like Bill Russell and those guys. And we still figured out to get outside and work hard um, and do all the right things and compete against the best talent and not avoid that stuff. Um, you knew you had to come from Prairie to Portland To cut your teeth to become a real player or drive to Seattle, one or the other. You couldn't stay in Prairie and say, I'm going to make it. That's you're lying to yourself. Um, I know you can answer that.
1: Yeah, no, without a doubt. I mean, I know from my personal experiences growing up is uh, I always had to go search out the better competition. And exactly what you said. I had to get to Portland, and that was for random open gyms. That was for the Portland Pro Am. That was for for workouts with guys like Troy Barry, uh, way back when. Or it was get up to Seattle and work out at the pro club and, and play, you know, in the high school summer leagues back then. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where you, you got to take the resources that are available to you and use them to fuel you in the correct direction. And what I see, what you're doing with uh, the game of basketball in the Portland area right now, Bino, is doing just that. Is trying to build the IQ, is trying to build the passion and the the knowledge of the game, so that when people can get back on the court, they're going to be better. They're going to be mm-hmm. more hungry. They're going to be driven, and then they're going to be able to have a chance to reach their potential. So, Bino, I appreciate you joining us today on the ISO. Uh, I yeah. wish you uh, continued um, connections with uh, the basketball community and where you can keep impacting them without being able to get on the court because i i know you and i know your passion of being on the court and i can't i can only imagine you're looking forward to this getting over and getting back on, on that hardwood
0: yeah no i'm extremely excited about it and i'll just i'll leave the the coaches the players with this I, and part of this is my decision making and going into the the online stuff the digital stuff is I believe the two most important things in the game of basketball, especially right now, are conditioning and basketball IQ. Um, and you're seeing in the bubble uh, with the WNBA and the NBA, the players that are in the best condition are performing the best. Everybody's got skills. Everybody and and the smarter players. And how can you increase your intelligence? Which I believe is the software to the hardware of your game is you got to study. You got to put pen to paper. You gotta you gotta watch stuff. You gotta rewind it. So conditioning and basketball iq
1: awesome well Bino, again appreciate the time uh look forward to to connecting again when i'm in the portland area at some point uh best of luck to you and your family as you continue to stay safe and uh we'll connect again soon
0: thanks appreciate you dan